Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target, are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall Credit Card Bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Live from a bunker in the heart of the Ozarks, a podcast that wants its mommy, it's Sifpa. Welcome to Sif Pop Weekly, streaming live most Saturday mornings or available to download later in your podcast feed, unless, of course, you're a patron. Patrons get perks. Patrons get those perks. <laughs> I'm your host, Aaron Dicer, <laughs> and he's an overrated co-host. Sorry, celebrated co-host. Couldn't read my own handwriting. It's Andrew Ormsby, ladies and gentlemen. I am arresting you for the murder. <laughs> <laughs> Each week we'll chat about movies, TV, and whatever else from the pop culture universe is on our minds. And please welcome our guest this week. He's no longer merely a suspect. He's also a potential victim. It's Jonathan Watkins. <laughs> Hello. That could be for either movie. You guys, you, guys, you guys are jumping to conclusions too quickly you gotta <laughs> it's true you need to keep that note in your notepad that, i have i have a tendency mm. to do that i have a tendency to do that yeah uh good to have you back jonathan how have things been it's been a hot minute since you've been on the show yeah i mean i've talked to you a lot since then but uh <laughs> well, yes we work together so that is that is common <laughs> so uh it's it's been uh yeah it's been good it's been good things are going good uh daughter just started a new a brand new school and we're we're getting used to that and it's been fun so yeah. Trying to get the swing of things, which we usually don't until the school year is about to end because that's how it works. But uh, we're we're getting there. It is that time of year. School has started back mm-hmm. up, and um, and yeah, it's it's definitely definitely a whole new rhythm of life once uh, once school starts up. I just know it's interesting because uh, we we had a guest uh, that didn't work out this week, and I was kind of at the last second trying to figure out you know who to have on, and then all of a sudden you popped up in our like work chat, and we're like. <laughs> Man, I just saw see how they run, and then earlier that week you're like, I just saw Bob Barron. I was like, Well, he's already seen both the movies. Why don't you come on and talk about them? Uh, so yeah, yeah, that worked out. It worked out nice. It worked out. And these nice. are both going to be fun to talk about for various yeah, I'm, reasons. I'm excited to talk about Barry, uh, Barbarian. I'm excited to talk about see how they run. We'll also do a best ever challenge today on uh, best ever Sam Rockwell. Uh, yeah. So the best movies that Sam Rockwell has been in. 
Uh, and then, of course, we'll do some buried treasure at the end. Before we get into the reviews, I do want to quickly mention, mention that the next couple weeks may be a little bit different. Uh, I won myself a contest. Um, yeah, yeah. So, uh, not even kidding. Like 10,000 entrants, and somehow I won the grand That's prize. That's crazy. Uh, but, I'm just uh, glad you're calling it the right thing now. I had to, I had to help you with that. <laughs> it's true. That's true. <laughs> I won. I won a uh, a, a full trip, uh, travel, lodging, all to the Fantastic Fest in Austin. Uh, that uh, I don't. Does Alamo Drafthouse put it on? Is it like their baby? I um, I think so. I think yeah. they started it with. Yeah, I think I know. Like in those, it was ain't it cool news at the time. I don't. They're not involved anymore. But I mean, I right. think that was. I think it was through Alamo Drafthouse. I believe that's right. So, uh, so I will be headed to uh, Austin. Um, one of the often guests of Sift Pop, Ian uh, Winnington, will be going with me as my plus one. And for the next probably two weeks, we'll see how it goes. Uh, we will be doing reviews of the movies we see at Fantastic Fest and wow. talking about the experience and those kind of things. So we'll be doing some Fantastic Fest coverage. Uh, Jonathan is correct. Uh, for a while, I was calling it Fantasy Fest. That's a whole uh, different thing. That is a That's... whole different <laughs> festival <laughs> that, we, that I did not win a contest to and yeah. uh, that I would probably not have permission to attend. Uh, so, so Fantastic Fest. Uh, is uh, what uh, what we will be at. So uh, I wanted to give you a heads up on that, that uh, the next uh, couple of weeks we will be doing that. Uh, I think other than that, I think we're ready to talk about these movies. Let's oh, yeah. kick it off and talk a little bit about Barbarian. Yeah. This is 476 Barbary, right? Yeah, I'm renting this place. No, I booked it a month ago. Are you sure you have the right place? Yeah, what am I supposed to do? Why don't you come inside? And we'll call these idiots. Why don't you just crash here? Oh, no. I don't know if you got a great look at this neighborhood, but I don't think you should be out there by yourself. It's dry and there's a lock on the door. By the way, I'm Keith. Tess. In town for a job interview, a young woman arrives at her Airbnb late at night only to find that it's been mistakenly double booked and a strange man is already staying there. Against her better judgment, she decides to stay the night anyway, but soon discovers there's much more to be afraid of in the house than the other house guest. Uh, Barbarian is kind of, if I mean, if I'm reading my Twitter correctly, kind of taking horror fans by storm. They are uh, really buzzing about this movie. Uh, in fact, I think, Andrew, last week, you were like, man, everybody's talking about Barbarian. We should do Barbarian yeah. uh, on the show. Uh, so we have. Um, yeah, I guess let's not get too much into it yet. Let's just uh, do the like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay. Jonathan, kick us off. Um, I've literally thought about this. Like, Well, not literally, but I've thought about this a lot today because I don't know... <laughs> what to say i it's kind of a weird movie i don't know how much i like it but i would absolutely recommend it to just about everybody uh for the experience alone so okay i am on the i'm on the smaller the the lower end of like because it does go into some to areas that i'm not that's not my kind of horror but okay. uh but the way i guess i'm gonna say like it all right, like low side of liked it for Jonathan. Uh, and I will say it looks likely that we will be doing Sif spoils on both of these movies for mm. separate reasons. Um, so I'll go ahead and give you a heads up on that. Andrew, like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? 
I'm actually kind of in the same boat as John where I'll, I'll just say that there are parts of this movie that I absolutely love. I think there are mm-hmm. parts of this movie that are very well done. And then there are other parts of this movie I just don't care for. So I'm going to go with high side of okay. So really close to John, but okay. maybe a little high less. side of okay. You, I, I'm firmly in disliked it. Um, mm. I don't hate this movie. Uh, and I... I I think I understand why it's appealing to people and kind of what they're seeing in it. Um, but I, I genuinely didn't have a great experience. Um, it, it's, I guess I'll wait since I liked it the least. Uh, Jonathan, sounds like you liked it the most. Why don't you kick us off? What are some yeah, of your overall um, thoughts? So I thought it was interesting. First off, uh, Zach Kreger directed this. I, I'm not familiar with uh, The Whitest Boys You Know. I think that's the name of the show. But mm-hmm. I just thought it was mm-hmm. interesting when I found out he comes from like a comedy troupe background. That's kind of a Jordan Peele thing, right? Like that's where mm-hmm. that's mm-hmm. the same type of background Jordan Peele has, and then Jordan Peele goes on to make horror movies because he's a fan, and then now Zach Kreger is getting to make mm-hmm. some. Although I heard a really interesting interview with him this week where he was talking about writing this, and initially he just wrote it. He wrote basically the first thirty minutes, and then it just mm-hmm. and where there is kind of an ending point, I guess. And he was like, well, I guess I just wrote a short film that nobody's ever going to see. But then he just kept kicking it in his head and he came up with this other stuff. So I think that's what I like about I. It's one of those things where I don't know how much I like the story, but I love the way the story is told. There are smash cuts in this movie that are brilliant. Um, there are just things like that where the story gets to a point. You don't know where it's going. And then all of a sudden this crazy stuff happens and then it smash cuts to like middle of the day in Los Angeles and Justin Long is like singing Tiki Tiki Tacky or whatever that song is by, uh, by Donovan or whatever. But Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, it's just, it's a wild movie. It does get into, there is a subgenre of horror because it starts off. You think it's just going to be like a typical home invasion. I think the casting is very purposeful too. Um, I think Bill Skarsgård's the perfect person to put in that role because you know, you just, he's got that look a, that you just don't know what you don't know what it, what he's actually thinking behind those eyes, but also the Pennywise, obviously. They cast Pennywise for yeah. I mean. <laughs> and and he's and I love the stuff with them at the beginning too. I think that's really brilliant where he's really he seems to be trying to make her comfortable, but he's doing it in a way that also is very creepy. Mm-hmm. And 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 you don't know if that's just because he's uncomfortable or he does you know, he's socially awkward or something, or he's actually, you know, there's a reason why he's there and he's, you know, going to do something to her. So you never, you don't, you just don't know what's going to happen. And then when stuff starts happening, it's definitely not what you think is going to happen. Um, and then it just gets crazier from there. Uh, right. But, uh, but I, I don't know. I just think, I think this movie is really interesting. I, I like how they, I like how he, I like how Craiger plays with structure uh, in this, in right. this film. I think that's my favorite part of it. So it's, it has more to do with the technical stuff and the writing than it does the actual, Mm-hmm. Uh, actions and stuff that take place. Everybody in this movie is good, by the way. I, I think everybody gives a good performance and stuff, but it's just, like I said, it gets into some subgenres of horror that I'm just not a huge fan of. But I, but I still respect the journey, I guess. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, Andrew, what are some thoughts from you? Um, yeah, uh, John's right there. It, tonally, it feels kind of like two different movies, like the first mm-hmm. half and the second half. I really like first half. The second half... T- not so much because I think that the the chemistry and the the conversation piece between Bill Skarsgård and Georgina uh, uh, Campbell 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 mm-hmm. okay yeah uh, between uh, Bill and Georgina uh, is great it's it's uncomfortable it's a great 
you know, uh, shining a spotlight on uh, how women can feel, you know, exposed and vulnerable, you know, around a guy. And, you know, it even kind of, you know, tries to commentate on, you know, how a guy can, who can sympathize with that feeling. And so he tries to, you know, you know, do everything in his power to try and, you know, make somebody comfortable. But at the same time, that itself comes off as creepy, like you said. Um, that whole that whole beginning was just astounding. The, the camera work and the cinematography and the lighting in this movie. Mm-hmm. Stellar. Absolutely stellar. Um, I just don't like where the movie goes from there, really. Yeah, it sounds like the three of us all had very similar experiences, just came down with a a different level of the enjoyment of the experience, uh, kind of stair-stepped our our enjoyment. Um, I I think the first part is the best part. Um, This this is a movie of thirds for me, more than halves. Uh, I feel like there's there's definitely three acts in this movie, um, which is common with a three-act structure, although this is unlike any three-act structure I've ever seen. Yeah. Which, which, which is probably which, what's partially attractive about this movie. Absolutely. Is that it's doing something you're not used to movies doing. Um, and I totally get that. Um, unfortunately for me, this is the big swing that is the strikeout. You know, this mm-hmm. is the, like, trying to do something interesting, trying to do something new, but it's just a miss. And in fact, for me, kind of ruins the experience in a lot of ways. Um, because I, like you, Andrew, was really enjoying that first part, um, especially the dynamic, the the gender dynamic, the conundrum dynamic, what would you do? Um, yeah. You know, as, as a dude, like I'm thinking, what if I was the guy who was already there? What would I do? Um, you know, I, I was thinking, you know, what would it be like to be, you know, a woman and feel vulnerable and what would I do in that situation? And I think the movie handles all of those questions in really interesting and authentic ways, which is just why the big swing they take after that for me just kind of undermines everything because all of a sudden we're in a completely different movie. It really is, for me, at least a completely different movie. Now, the plot isn't completely different. The plot makes sense from beginning to end. I totally understand what's happening. It's just the tone changes so much well, in the, th- the, the the format, even, feels like Yeah, it, it introduced... Well, it inter- the Justin Long introduction's interesting, but I will say this, as yeah. second half, I there are things I like about the second half. I think there's some genuine humor uh, in the second half. I love the scene with the tape measure. I think everything oh, about that gosh. tape measure is hilarious. So funny. Yeah. <laughs> so, and I don't want to really get into why it's funny because I don't want to explain where he, where he is, but I just love that scene. But also the 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 stuff that just oh, and then there's a shot of a of a character diving that is just one of the funniest shots I've ever seen in my life. I don't know if that was supposed. To, I think it's supposed to be funny. I think it is because I don't know how it well, could this be. Is, this is the thing because nothing in that I shouldn't say nothing. So very little in yeah. that first third is supposed to be laugh out loud correct but yeah. there's like there's so awkward there's like awkward me cute stuff but yeah it's nothing like that so yeah. much in the second two-thirds yeah. that is supposed well, supposed to be laugh out loud funny and there's stuff um, going on with the justin long character that is interesting and i like the i like some of the dynamics that they present especially when he ends up meeting some of the other characters and some of his actions 
But at the same time, that character does feel like he's in a completely different movie. And and I had a hard time. I know some people aren't having that. That's where I had a hard time. Like, uh, it, it did take me out a little bit at times. Mm-hmm. Uh, have you? Yeah. Yeah. Have either of you? It's also a Justin Long movie. Have either of you seen Kevin Smith's movie Tusk? Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-mm. That reminded me a lot, or this movie reminded me a lot of Tusk because the first third is really edge of your seat, you know, mm-hmm. white knuckling the the armrest. But then the third act, like when Johnny Depp gets introduced and stuff, it's so ridiculous. That's what I've and heard. And that's kind of how I feel about this one. I do like, uh, and I don't know if this is what you were talking about, Aaron, but I do like, and I hope this isn't too spoilerish, which you, you said earlier we are going to do a spoiler cast on. But I, I mean, love... if we work our way around it, we won't necessarily have to, but we'll see. We'll okay. see how we feel. <clears throat> well, <clears throat> maybe it's because... Because I, I was talking to Aaron before we started recording. Uh, there was stuff going on in my theater. I had to go to the restroom, so I missed mm-hmm. out on some stuff. Um, but what I think I gathered from this movie is the re- it's the reversal of that gender vulnerability. Mm-hmm. Um, really, try- Hopefully that doesn't give too much away. But it was an interesting take on that, how the movie starts off... Um, you know, I'll just say there's there's also a, a wine bottle scene with Bill Skarsgård talking about a bottle of wine, and it's so like it makes sense and it's cute. It's probably my favorite dialogue in the entire movie. Um, but there is definitely the feeling that uh, Tess, who is the main girl, and Keith, who's Bill Skarsgård, that that even though he's nervous and fumbling, you still get a sense of who the person in danger. is potentially is yeah and i love how there's a reversal of that kind of mentality later on in the movie maybe we will need to do a sif spoil because i'm not yeah. sure what you're talking about well and but, i was gonna, i okay. mean are you talking about like that scene is interesting to me because i guess we could say he like he makes her tea at one point and yeah. then he realizes he realizes an error he might have made yeah. And then he kind of over-explains everything to the point where it's like, now Love I really it. think you did something to that team. <laughs> like, <Yeah. laughs> you know? It's like... Uh, it's, there's but I like love that. that dialogue so much. Yeah, it's great. No, it, Over-explaining over to where it ends up being creepy, even though he's trying I, so hard I'm excited to, to see what Zach Kreger has next. I'm glad this is getting good word of mouth. I'm glad people are going to go watch this movie because I'm really it's curious to see unique. him do something else. It's fresh and unique. It's a... It's an interesting take. It may not, you know, land perfectly, but yeah. he's he's going for it. And Aaron, you called this the uh, the third out strike, you know, or I mean the third pitch strike. A big swing strike I, or whatever. whatever. Yeah. 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 yeah, I'm not a baseball guy. Um, <laughs> if I'm going to use any analogy, I would say that this is a... Uh, a walk, a walk off, you know, yeah, through four balls. I mean, eh, it's nothing to write home about. You're heading in the right direction. Yeah. You know, so, and Aaron, you not being a horror movie passive, person. But yeah, I understand what you're well, saying. Well, so in this Aaron, movie, I think this movie's because it this does so many good not things. Passive. This movie is okay. the opposite of passive. All right, fine. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it has a lot of interesting things I'm to sh- say, though. I think there's stuff in there about motherhood that's really interesting. I think there's stuff in there, obviously, about, like, uh, you know, the Me Too movement, uh, things along those lines. I mean, they, the whole the stuff we've been talking about with the way 
uh, the two characters interact for the first 30 minutes or whatever is, I don't know. I've just never seen stuff like that. I also watch a lot of horror movies and a lot of mm. them are the same, right? A lot of them, like that movie that came out a couple weeks ago, The Invitation, like that's just like, let's do this and, you know, let's go from point A to point B to point C. We're just going to knock out the hits and then, you know, hopefully people will feel like they've had a good time. I'm so tired of watching that movie. So when, so, and I'm so tired of watching just the same superhero movie over and over, right? And I'm tired of watching like these IP things. And so when something like this comes out, it's not IP related. It's a horror movie that's taking chances. I probably am going to give it a little bit of a leg up more than I would. And also, I will say, I saw this with a packed theater. Uh, well, mm-hmm. about two thirds, but that was fun. Um, if I had just watched this at home by myself in like a month, I don't know that I would say what I'm saying now. And, yeah. but I do think that's fair. I mean, I think sometimes the theatrical aspect can be a part of the experience that's positive. Uh, yeah. but, um, and if this keeps getting good word, like word of mouth, it's getting, I think it got like a C cinema score though. And that's usually not great, but it'll be interesting to see what it does this weekend. Cause, uh, you know, there's not a whole lot else that like really came out to chat to go up against it. I wouldn't say, but I don't know. We'll see. I'd like to uh, kind of jump off your uh, um, the conversation about originality, which I think is a good one to have with this movie, um, because as I already mentioned, you're right. Some of the structural choices this movie makes are different. They are big swings, haven't seen that before kind of stuff. One of the problems I had with the movie, though, is when you get down to the details, it's actually not all that different. It's actually no, I- a lot of the same tropes um you know whether it be yeah but they're done i don't know they're just it's different like the way they're done it's like yeah, they're, they're, they're like acknowledging the, different but they're the acknowledging the, the tropes yeah. yeah it's not a parody or anything i don't want people to think that because it's definitely kind of not. borders kind of borders sometimes uh, yeah but i uh, not the first I, third i mean i mean get, not at get all out no. has get out has comedy in it i mean it's Absolutely. not like it's not like horror movies. I mean, Scream has comedy in it. I mean, horror movies have comedy. That's not that weird. So I, I think it's supposed to be taken pretty seriously because what is going on is awful. Like mm-hmm. what has happened to a specific character and why they are where they are at that point and why they're doing what they're doing to these other characters. This sounds so stupid the way we're telling we're having to walk around everything. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, because we do go back to the past and we see some things that happened in the past. Um. And, you know, so I don't know. There, there's some, like, horrific stuff in this, obviously. But I, yeah. I, I I don't know. I don't get the parody aspect of it that you're saying it gets close to. I think that, I, and I guess maybe if, if we do the sip spoil, I can talk yeah. about some some details. I, I think the last act specifically, not necessarily the second part, but the final third is horror cliche, horror trope, almost to the, to the edge of parody. Um, but maybe that's just how it hit me. Uh, but I know some of the no, stuff, 100%. some of the decisions that are made are are definitely I'm not, tropey. I'm not really disagreeing with anything you're saying. I just I think it's just the terms. I just don't know sure. that I would call that parody. Sure. I think it well, leans I hard. Overall, it, either I'm saying yeah. bordering. Like it, I think it's purposefully leaning hard into some cliches, and I think it's, yeah. I think all that's on. I think a lot of that's on purpose. I think it's it's not as good as Malignant because I really dug Malignant for a lot of reasons. Like I would say I love that if we were talking about that, but. Mm-hmm. It reminded me of that kind of approach. Malignant digs really hard into tropes. It even to the point where it has purposeful bad acting. Um, This one doesn't quite go that far, but um, I don't know. That's kind of that was kind of the movie I thought of when I was watching it. Even though they're not similar at all as far as like story and and stuff like that go, but they're both you know they're both horror movies that do that take these like genre conventions, and I feel like they do some interesting things with them 
This one doesn't do it as well as Malignant, but I think that's still the kind of the mm. thing. And I would take 20 of these over one and I mean, any like like more invitations or, <laughs> right, uh, you sure. know, name whatever generic order sure. maybe that's come out in the last sure. like 10 months. Um, I don't think this is I don't think this is Jordan Pill level by any means. I was just but I do. I did. But, you know, I just I don't know. It's it's interesting enough to where I would I, w- I would at least horror fans. I would hate for you to skip it just because you think it's you know, going to be the same old thing. I'd be very surprised if a horror fan skipped this. It, it seems like it's getting a lot of buzz in oh, the, yeah. I mean, the community. So, yeah. 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 I mean, I, I do tend to look at word of mouth on some of these, at least if I go see them in the theater, because they just, you know, a lot of, I don't know. They're just, I don't know. It's just a lot of, a lot of, I don't know. I don't know what I'm trying to say. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> but yeah, I would, I would hate for someone to miss this just because they, you know, are concerned about that aspect of it, I guess. I think I see you the, uh, the malignant, comparison i think that's a fair one to bring up the movie that it reminded me of that came out last fall i think maybe last spring maybe this spring sorry i can't remember exactly do you remember the movie fresh i think we talked about it on this yeah show. that came out earlier this year i oh. think it was on hulu yeah 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 it reminded me of i kind think of. fresh is a better version of this movie oh, for me yeah it no feels fresh a lot, is a lot better feels a lot more consistent it deals with the same kind of subject matter and i think mm-hmm. a more consistent nuanced way um and the metaphor works better for me overall um you use so. the word consistent i like mm-hmm. that because yeah there's the tonal changes are so abrupt and shocking that it's i mean if the movie did a better job of transitioning or making it clear at the beginning that that's what they were going to go for down the line, like just an Easter egg. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but the way John was uh, describing how we saw the interview with uh, Zach uh, Kreger saying that this was initially just going to be a short film. If the, if the short film is that first third, uh, then yeah, I'm pretty I sure totally get it. that. And then he just added on stuff afterwards. But when he added stuff on it, uh, it, it feels like a different movie almost. Mm-hmm. I would, well, I'm glad you mentioned the technical stuff there earlier, Andrew, because I do want to go back to the lighting. I think the lighting oh, in this movie is so good. exceptional. The, so good. When she walks out the next morning and you yes. see that neighborhood, that is amazing. <laughs> like Yes. Everything about... Yeah. Now, there are some... Like, if we were sending this movie, we would send the hell out of that scene because it makes absolutely no sense. There's a there's a Airbnb there. Uh, that makes no sense, to me at least. Maybe that is yeah. common. I don't know. Yeah. But uh, but it's just stuff like that, and then like and parts of the way they light the house and the basement, and yeah, that's that's pretty exceptional stuff too. Yeah, yeah the, the consistency is a big thing. the The final thing I would mention with that, and I think this can be my one last thing, um, is there's such a nuance in like that wine conversation, right? The mm-hmm. the uh, I really enjoy, and when I say nuance, I don't just mean nuance of topic. I also mean nuance of character, like that Skarsgård character. Mm-hmm. feels like oh could be could be a decent dude could be a terrible dude like mm-hmm. you know what is yeah. it you know and you're really thinking about it and there's a real nuance there compared to the Justin Long character which is zero nuance there is no like yeah. like I mean I think I think at the beginning you're not really sure you find out pretty quickly what kind of person he is oh yeah when I, he starts it, talking to his friend and stuff yes. you're like oh okay See, yeah I I I <laughs> When that happened, I was like, did we even need this? We are like, was there oh. anybody in the theater that was like, no, I bet this is a good guy. Like the, the movie is never 
I, I thought at least maybe maybe that was just my perspective. I, I will say when he answers that phone and what he says, my friend that I went to the movie with is uh, is, is is a gay man. And he uh, he was like, I just heard him go. Ugh. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I mean, it was, yeah. you know, and I don't blame him. I don't blame him at all. Well, and, was, that's, and that's I, what I I'm saying. That was like, there, there's there's nothing about this character yeah. that I was ever going. Hmm. I wonder if he's actually a good dude. You know, like it's, I had that thought like I, I was. I was holding off judgment until more facts were given to me, but I, <laughs> well, but I wasn't, just... but I wasn't like, nah, he's a good dude. You got to prove to me that he's not. It was more along the lines of, it doesn't sound too good. Yeah. Um, and also you're also get dealing with, that's that smash cut. That's that the beginning of the scene is where all this happens. And, and you're already yeah. like, you're kind of like, you're almost kind of like in shock. Cause you're like, what, what is going on right now? It's like, who are these people? Why do I care? And then I will say this though, the movie also what I like about it is it doesn't it it does it doesn't treat the audience like it's dumb. Um, there's a scene that goes back in the past and it doesn't say like five years later or five years ago. You know, it, it says nothing, but you figure it out on your own because you can watch yeah. visuals and realize, mm-hmm. okay, this is like nineteen eighty or something. And then the radio comes on and yeah. you're like, oh yeah. okay. Yeah, it was so, a very smart and you know clever way of doing that that uh, yes. flashback. But I think that has a lot to do with that scene with Justin Long, though. I think a lot of it is just you being so like out of sorts because of the way it, the way the movie's telling its story. I think you really don't know what to think for a while, and I think that I think that serves his character kind of well because you it is it does make him a little more dynamic, I guess, uh, just because of the way he's placed into the film. Um, but yeah, that scene on the phone and stuff, and that bar scene, we didn't need that. I, I, that seemed I didn't a little. Think so. That seemed I, a little excessive, and didn't yeah. seem. I mean, because I, I think before that, we're already pretty sure we know what happened, you know. Yeah. But uh, uh, do you but guys anyways. have uh, one final thing you want to mention? Either of you have any more points to get out there? It's. Uh, I guess it's the quickest post-credit scene in the history <laughs> of movies. I didn't understand that. I didn't. Either. I, yeah. I didn't. I like. I. I'm even trying to remember what it was. Why? Why? Like, yeah. Did we? Did we need? I mean, it it literally progresses nothing. It's just it. Oh, I know what you're talking about now. Yeah, no, it doesn't. No, yeah, it's like a a movie ends, directed and written by, and then it goes back to the movie. Like, yeah, within a second or two, you're like, oh, wait. And it's just like somebody accidentally left the camera on. Like, there's nothing there. It's just, yeah, it's, it was a weird one for me, but I also will say, I mean, and not to, I I still, once again, don't want to get too much into switch, but I will say, uh, I I do, I do find sympathetic monsters interesting. Uh, and that's kind of, that's kind of part of what you have going on here. Uh, like I said, the movie does a lot of, there's some interesting things I think about motherhood and stuff like that in this. And, uh, I think that I thought that was interesting, but I don't, I, I I can't really think of anything else that wouldn't be spoilery. So. Man, I missed a lot of critical information in this movie when I went to the bathroom. I don't think so. I I just think I'm I'm well, just beating around the bush, so I think it's harder for me to make sense. But I, if you guys don't mind, just a really sh- quick possible uh, sift spoil for this one. Yeah, we'll do it. Because I because I no, I need we'll answer some your stuff questions. Explained. Yeah, we'll okay. answer some questions. Absolutely. If we have answers, yeah, I do that's believe true. There are questions this yeah. movie gives us that we won't have yeah. answers for, but okay. But yeah, um, but yes, we will get there. Uh, well, there you go. That is Barbarian, which, by the way, uh, called Barbarian not just for the nature of the film, but also because the the street it takes place on is Barbary Street, and so they are barbarians, uh, which I just oh. figured out today. That that uh, is one so. of the things. Uh, I he was I did he was asked that question, and uh, he he basically said the movie needed a title. 
that's really all he would give as an answer. And uh, but I, I mean, that obviously that's part of it, at least. But I well, I that, wondered if I wondered if they named it Barbarian and then yeah. named the street Barbary Street. Um, <laughs> so which is very possible. It could have gone either way. Uh, yeah. All right. So there you go. Uh, recommend from Jonathan. Um, Andrew, would you say recommend, not recommend? It's there's enough interesting and good here. I would recommend it. Yeah, you know it's I'm not, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say that you're gonna like it, but it, and I don't think you'll be disappointed. You saw there's it. not. A, there's not like there's a ton of stuff at the theater. I mean, are, you can go see Top Gun, I guess, for the eighth time, or just you know go check yeah. out this out. Like, what is it like? Ninety minutes, maybe. It's not very uh, long. Hour forty. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so, both the movies I, this week were in that hour thirty, hour forty yeah. range, which mm-hmm. is really nice. Uh, yeah, strangely enough, uh, I'm going to recommend it to absolutely recommend it to horror fans. Um, yeah. And I guess I would say the only people I don't recommend it to are the people who listen to this or watch this that just know you're in line with me on horror movies. Like if you're dead in line with me, usually on horror movies, then you may not have a great experience with this one, but you know what? You never know. So that's, you know, there's just yeah, enough I will interesting. Say, so. I was really excited. I was glad Aaron went and saw it because I really wanted to know what he thought. I'm not shocked by what you actually what you thought. I think I made a joke that I was, but I'm not like <laughs> super surprised. But I was just curious. This was one mm-hmm. like where I didn't know where you'd land because there are yeah. horror movies. Obviously, you like, you know, well, I mentioned uh, Fresh. Fresh is yeah. a pretty, you know, gruesome, gory concept. Midsummer, I think, was one you liked Midsummer more than I me. enjoyed. Yeah. yeah. Well, enjoyed is a weird word to use. <laughs> I know what you're but, saying. I was <laughs> just about to say. Appreciated. Hey, if, yeah. if Florence Pugh was in Barbarian, you might have liked it more. You never know. <laughs> if Florence Pugh can almost make anything good. Uh, yeah. She's incredible. But Georgina Campbell, by the way, is great. She's great. I had not she's seen a lot of her well. stuff before this, but she's really good in this. I like her I'm a gonna, lot. I'm going to keep an eye out for her for sure. Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Let's move on to see how they run. How much longer do you intend to hold us all hostage? Or is that the idea? Gather all the suspects and interrogate each of us in turn until the mystery is solved? Marvin Kokonaris, overrated playwright. Celebrated playwright? Oh, I'm so sorry, sir. I can't read my own handwriting. There was an incident. I'll kill you. <gasps> it's as good as a confession. It's not jumping conclusions, Constable. In the West End of 1950s London, plans for a movie version of a smash hit play come to an abrupt halt after a pivotal member of the crew is murdered. When world-weary Inspector Stoppard and eager rookie Constable Stalker take on the case, the two find themselves thrown into a puzzling whodunit within the glamorously sordid theater underground, investigating the mysterious homicide at their own peril. Uh, long live the return of murder mysteries. Uh, oh my this God. <laughs> is a, another murder mystery uh, with a decent cast. Uh, you've got uh, Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan playing our lead detectives. And then Adrian Brody is in here. Uh, many other people whose faces you may recognize. David Oyelowo. Uh, yes. I'm glad you said that. I have no idea how to pronounce that. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, uh, so, yeah, so let's talk about it. Uh, Andrew, why don't you kick us off? Did you like it, love it, dislike it, hate it, or it was just okay? I liked it. I had a lot of fun with this movie. I liked it. All right. Nice, solid liked it. Jonathan, what about you? Oh, I I, 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 I always hate when people say this, but I really feel like this movie was made for me. I, I loved everything about this movie. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had, it, I came out of it, I think I put on our, our work slack. I just, but this movie is delightful. And it, that's mm-hmm. really what it is. I mean, I, it's not perfect by any means, but um, it, uh, it's, it's super fun, super fun. 
It is it is one bad Sam Rockwell accent away from being a perfect movie. Uh, I loved this I movie. I liked as well. his accent. <laughs> what accent was it? Did Ian go see this? By the way, no, I don't think he oh, did. I would I love to hear because I was just like, that is not a British accent. I don't know what I, he's doing, but but it was. I don't know. It worked. I, I thought it worked. Oh, I'm just I'm just kidding. Was, I, will, I know. I know. I will he say was I'm on the low side. Like <laughs> Uh, I, I am on the low side of of loved it. Um, I did debate mm. going high side of liked it, low side of loved it, but I think I think I really enjoyed this yeah. enough to to crack over into the loved it category. Yeah, it's so. like an A minus. You know, that's that's right there. In Feels the about right. Low uh, end Jonathan, of you, you get to kick us off again with some general thoughts. Um, so I I know I saw a trailer for this, and I don't know if they just didn't mention it in the trailer. I had no idea what this centered around. I had no idea this centers around uh, a production of the Mouse Trap. Which I believe, with the exception of like COVID era, this is the longest running. It's still running uh, in in On the, the UK. It's, yeah, yeah. It, it was out for a while because of COVID, but then it's back now, from what I read. Uh, and it's been running since what the early fifties, because I think there. This is based around the hundredth, the hundredth mm-hmm. show. Yeah, yeah. And it's in nineteen fifty three, I think. So I guess <laughs> fifty two or fifty three yeah. is when it premiered. Um, and I, 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 I've never seen the play performed, obviously, in the UK. I have seen product, a production of it here. I've read the short story several times, Three Blind Mice. Um, I'm a huge Agatha Christie fan. So just centering this movie around her work was more than enough to interest me. And then on top of that, you have these really fun performances by Sam Rockwell and Saoirse Ronan. Saoirse Ronan is so good in this movie. By the She's way. the best part. Oh, my God. Stellar. Uh, but they're, they're back and forth. Just the dialogue in this movie is excellent. Uh, there's, there's just, I, I know I miss stuff cause I was laughing, you know, so much at times, but it's just, it's, a. Uh, they just don't make movies like this anymore. Right. It's like, uh, it's just this quaint little cozy mystery. And, uh, I, they can be really fun when you get this kind of cast and, uh, this kind of like energy and this kind of writing involved. And, uh, yeah, I just, I, I had a blast. I was, it, Biggest surprise of the year, probably. Oh, nice. Yeah. Nice. Um, yes, uh, I will I will go next. But before I do, I was just looking at some of the stats for the mouse uh, the mouse traps mm-hmm. run. Uh, 70 years. Opened in 1952. <laughs> uh, it has been running 70 years. 28,000 plus performances. God. 28,000 performances. Would, that'd be crazy if there was like a kid that was in it in 1952 and it's like still doing it. <laughs> that'd be insane. Yeah. 10, <laughs> 10 million plus tickets sold wow. uh, over over those uh, 70 years. That is yeah. so um, cool. If yeah. I go to the UK, I'm I'm I told my wife already whenever we make that England trip, I was like, I'm watching the mousetrap. We're we're making that happen. <laughs> Just uh, to be a part of that history. There is one original cast member that is still in every show. Nice. Um, I thought maybe that was that that happened. So, but yeah. uh, it is a person who is uh, passed away, and so they oh. are now a prop in the uh, in this show. There is that's a, right. A, I heard about this. Wasn't them, there so. a skull? Didn't they donate their skull? Oh my god! Are to... you be, are you being serious? No, 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 no. I'm thinking about a different guy. I'm sorry. No, there was a guy who donated his skull to be like cleaned and stuff. And now he is uh, the official Hamlet skull. He is, uh, he, but it's a totally he, different guy than what we're talking about. Correct. Here. He his pre-recorded voice is still uh, heard. Oh, okay. As so a, you're not joking. Okay. I thought you were joking um, there for a second. Like you were making they propped a corpse. No, <laughs> no, 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 no. But he's vo- he still performs. That's interesting. In the show every yeah. every performance. 
Um, also, uh, the clock above the fireplace is the same clock as 1952. Uh, nice. It has not been replaced. Um, so, yeah, what, a, what an interesting thing. Uh, over 460 actors uh, have appeared in the play. Um, Which, uh, to kind of go tangentially off of that, back to the movie... Were Richard Attenborough and Sheila Sim like ever like the actual cast I members? I I thought about that and I, I didn't look it up before we started recording, but I was I thinking neither. about that because I love that's the other thing about this. I like when I like when movies have a fictional story, but they put real people in it. Like yeah. you know, like so you do have like Richard Attenborough is a character in this movie. Agatha Christie yeah. is a character in this. You know, it's like that's Sheila interesting. Sim. And yeah. uh, what was it, John Moore, who was an actual producer and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, I, I, as far as I know, all the play people should be like actual real people. Yeah, yeah. I, I guess. I mean, some of them I hadn't <laughs> heard of, but it's it's funny because like uh, they said Richard Attenborough, I'm like, oh yeah, that's the old guy from Jurassic yeah. Park, and then <laughs> they the show, <laughs> yeah, but then they show this incredibly tall, slender, handsome man. I'm like, that doesn't look like the Richard Attenborough <laughs> I know. <laughs> I like that actor too. I can't remember his name, but he was in the Kingsman. Harris he Dickinson. played uh, Ray Fine's son in the in that Kingsman mm-hmm. prequel. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Uh, so yeah. yeah. So I'll go next with some general thoughts uh, about why I like this movie so much. Um, you mentioned Saoirse Ronan. She's Ronan. She is a huge part. part of it. Um, part. She is just uh, so likable, so interesting. Um, you know, has quickly become one of my favorite actors working. Um, I just think she does incredible mm-hmm. work. Um, I also think this this movie handles its meta ness in a really careful and Mm -hmm. well done way um it never feels too wink wink nudge nudge uh it saves its biggest wink wink nudge nudge for the end of the movie Mm -hmm. and that works i like that you know because the the play itself also saves its biggest Mm -hmm. wink wink nudge nudge for the end of the movie so or the end of the play so it makes sense um i also think it does a few things um that it kind of gives you some information, and we can talk some more about this when we do the the sip spoil. Mm. That is, it's one of those things where jokes turn into like great plot, which I'm not going to say any more than that here. But there are a couple instances where you laugh at something because it's funny, mm-hmm. and then later on you go, "Oh, that thing I laughed at was actually important," you know? <laughs> like uh, so. So yeah, I really appreciated how this movie did that. I, I really enjoyed that quite a bit. Andrew, what are some uh, some of your general thoughts? Um, yeah, I, I'm just going to get my two negatives out of the way just because you guys have been so perfect and you've mentioned everything I want to mention about this movie so far. Uh, my big negative is I don't like uh, that there is narration in this movie. I could have done without that. Mm-hmm. Um I know I'm going to probably be the minority on that, but I mean it's uh, kind of a, a staple of the play itself, and like it's just you know. Is it? See, I don't know anything about the mousetrap, so yeah. yeah. So if it is, then I'll give points back to it for being you know clever that way. Um, and not only do I, do I not like Sam Rockwell's accent, <laughs> I don't like his performance. I don't like his oh. character because he became so uninteresting and I was so focused on Saoirse Ronan and loving her that I didn't care about him much at all and I think he's supposed to be the the main guy in this movie but uh, 
Izzy? Uh, okay, Izzy. Izzy. Or, well, or, I don't know. Or is Saoirse Ronan the number I one? Think, I think she's really kind of more the main character. He feels just kind of like a straight man to her, which I, I, I think they just play off each other really well. Um, I mean, I, 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 I'm not... I can see that. Uh, I liked him. I, I just think I can't... I don't, I don't think it's possible for me not to like Sam Rockwell. So that could be a me thing. Yeah. But I, um, I just... I, I see what you're saying. Is there He's a murder? A lot- you don't know. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Sorry, had to do it. We'll uh, talk about Gon- that later, Aaron. We'll talk okay. about it later. Uh, Gonk <laughs> says, is it at all similar to Knives Out? Um, in that it's a murder mystery, sure, but not really. They're very different no, movies. No, and it's well, not. I that- and I don't, when I say Agatha Christie revolves around her, I, it's nothing like the Kenneth Branagh movie. I mean, it's nothing like Agatha Christie movies. It's a whole different type of... If, if you've ever seen the movie Radioland Murders... Uh, from the nineties. Okay. Yeah. That is that's not as good as this. This is better than Radio Land Murders, but uh very similar style. It also uh clue maybe it's mm. it's it's just that kind of like rap uh what am I trying to say? The way the characters talk to each other and you know it, it, it reminded me a little mm. bit of Clue. Once again, I don't think it's as good as Clue, but it reminded me of that. If those are probably the better examples if you're trying to think of something to compare it to. But I think it's still kind of its own thing. So Yeah. yeah. Also, like, I st- I stumbled in the beginning of this movie because uh, you went going to the into this you no, going to the bathroom. No, no, no. <laughs> to the bathroom all the time in these movies. I can't hold my bladder. Um no, what I what happened here was I was looking at this cast going in and I like some of the screenshots because I hadn't mm-hmm. seen a trailer for this before I went in. I was expecting a Wes Anderson movie because so many of the people That's in this movie are comparison. Wes Anderson-esque. Sure. And there was a lot of symmetry, you know, mm-hmm. in the cinematography of this movie. But then whenever the people started talking and communicating with each other, it was very un-Wes Anderson. Yeah. Like, oh, there's no dry, monotone, comedic timing, timing here. No, these are loud, vibrant, eccentric characters. And I love that. So I just wanted to make sure I got that out there. That like I did mm-hmm. stumble in the beginning, but once I found the rhythm and what the movie was going to be, I really enjoyed the, 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 the trip it took me on. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think the sense of humor is a, a real thing to, to pull out of this one. And I think there there is a a case to be made that if you can just be fun, then people will just enjoy, you know, experiencing whatever you put in front of them. And this movie is yeah. just fun. It's just fun. It, like mm-hmm. it's 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 written well. The the punchlines are great. Um there's a whole constable, inspector, inspector. <laughs> Love constable. that bit. I did too. I, it kills every time it slays, and it's so simple. And like, it's just stuff like that throughout this movie. It also kind of has like an Edgar Wright thing to it. Like, if like like mm-hmm. Hot Fuzz, it it kind of sure. reminded me of that a little bit too. Just the just the dialogue and mm-hmm. uh, the you know the way they rap yeah. with each other. Uh, Tom oh Tom George is somewhere in between Wes Anderson and uh, what? Are, and uh, was this his first movie? I know he did TV. I couldn't tell if. I no, looked I looked him up. him up. I couldn't find like a big movie that I yeah. recognized or anything. Yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, so if nothing else, I think you're going to have a good time. Um, and, and if you like a good murder mystery, I think the murder mystery part of it's pretty good too. I think, yeah, you know? I think it. It. I mean, it all makes sense. I mean, I. I, I will say like the. Well, no, I actually, yeah, I, I, I went back and forth with what I thought about the, the, the resolution, but it, it's fine. And that scene is so good. Uh, there's, uh, there's, there's a bit with uh, where, where teas being served. That results in well, probably one of the movie's oh, funniest moments. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah besides uh, Sorcerer Ronan, uh, I'm gonna have to look up 
who actually portrayed Agatha Christie because Shirley she, Henderson. She slayed it. Slayed yeah. it. Yeah. I love that so much. <laughs> yeah. Setting the lazy Susan. Oh, no. I think it and, killed me. Killed me. It was I, so good. Not just you. Sorry. Continue and on. I think what Aaron was saying about the <laughs> the meta the meta commentary, I think the meta commentary isn't as interesting because I think if you know anything about the mousetrap, I think you're going to get more stuff that they're poking at, you know, that they're pointing out. But it's like you said, it's not over the top. But if you don't know any of that, you're still, I think, going to have a really good time with this movie. I mean, I think it still presents a really fun murder mystery, a lot of fun performances from likable actors. And so I, that's what I like about it. I, I don't like movies that you feel like if you don't know the source material, you're going to be screwed, you know, but uh, I don't think that's this kind of movie. Uh, and I, but it does play with all that in a really fun way. If you are familiar with that, and I think some of it you'll pick up on anyways, especially like Aaron was talking about, like where the last, the final sequence takes place and, uh, and all that kind of stuff. So, but yeah, it's, it's so much fun. And apparently you have to have the cast and crew stand in a room with the dead body for multiple yeah. hours, just staring at it. <laughs> Apparently. Uh, by the way, there is a 1955 film called See How They Run as well. This is not This is not a remake of that film. Um, oh, okay. It is a, a completely different... Uh, yeah, and it's not... Movie. I mean, the, the film itself is like, it's an original thing. Like, yeah. it's just well, based the, around something that actually, like a play that actually existed. Well, yeah, yeah. you know, Mousetrap, Three Blind Mice, See How They Run, yeah. See mm-hmm. How They Run. Yeah, yeah so... Yeah. Oh, yeah. But the, the the mystery within the movie, that's not something that actually happened. Uh, I, I don't think. <laughs> I can't imagine how. I think we would know about that. But uh, Well, yeah, beware, beware if it did actually happen. Well, and it's interesting, um, too, how it it does bring in the actual case that the mousetrap was was loosely based on. Which and that's is, true as well. Which is pretty fascinating. But the, the, the stuff that actually takes place in the movie is not based on any, any kind of fact. It's just... But, but the, like are you saying that the Agatha Christie story, that this was actually taken from a real case? Yeah, she said okay. it was. That was where she got the idea. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if I don't know how similar they are, but like she just that was where the idea came to her. Uh, to, but obviously, like who she puts in as the murderer and stuff. I don't think that's based on the case. I think she just took the basics and then just created her own. Okay, uh, her own story, which makes sense. I mean, a lot of people do stuff like that. Like you'll see, you know, something and then create your own murder Mm -hmm. mystery or whatever yeah uh do you guys have anything else any one last thing for uh see how they run i just hope people go highly recommend people go see this this is a fun fun movie i I don't think it's really going to do that well but maybe i hope it does are you talking about like financially or yeah like i don't know how well it's going to do at the box i feel like this is a movie that's probably going to catch on at some point and like i I feel like this is because like clue for instance clue was a bomb and you know that's a that's that movie has stayed in the zeitgeist you know since 1985 whereas you know movies that were actually hits in 1985 haven't so it could it could be that this is one of those movies that fits into the category of when i go hang hang out with some of my college buddies uh Mm. on new year's like we do every year i'm putting this one on because they will not have heard of it they will not have seen it and they're going to Mm. enjoy it you know like the like every year there are just a few of those movies that just fly under the radar and i get to be the hero and go watch this amazing fun time and they're like i didn't even know this existed Uh, (laughs) that is fun so so that's aaron likes to aaron has an ego if you guys didn't know this what uh, me me 
He likes it to be massaged. The guy with yeah. three weekly podcasts? In fact, what are you massaged. talking about? He likes it to be massaged way too much. And he also looks a little bit like Bill Skarsgård. So, you know, we never really <laughs> yeah. know. We never really know what's going on there. Yeah, make sure that Aaron Don't opens drink Aaron's the bottle tea. of wine in front of you. <laughs> yes, Don't accept yes. any pre-dipped tea bags. <laughs> Nothing like that. Yes, uh, Doc Trancy, there is no post-credit scene in this. That is true. That is true. All right. Um, I guess I guess I will say my one last thing. Um, actually, I'll save it more for spoilers, but I think it addresses, Andrew, your issue with the narration. I really, really liked how the movie used the, um, the narration at the beginning. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really clever, and it even does a callback about halfway through mm-hmm. to it that I thought was really clever as well. Um, so... Uh, I, I have so a pretty. Yeah. I, I I would assume I have a pretty comparable. I, I guess I'll talk about that in spoilers because I don't want to say that movie and then people are like, "Oh, I get it." So mm. yeah, yeah. Um, all right, so let's move on. Uh, I guess before we hit the the best ever challenge, I do want to first throw out a thank you to our amazing Sif Pop members. Uh, yes. We love and appreciate you for supporting Sif Pop. Means the world. Keeps the website going. Keeps the show going. Big time appreciation for that. Uh, We right now are doing a members only pre-show every week where we go over the latest uh, episode of Game of Thrones House of the Dragon. So we talked about episode four uh, this week on the pre-show. If you're interested in that, just go check out the Patreon, patreon.com slash siftpop. And uh, and that should give you all the information you need to know. So if you go to siftpop, uh, patreon.com slash siftpop, uh, you can check that out. It starts at $3 a month, and you can look at the different categories there. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. All right, let's move into the best ever challenge. We're going to do best ever Sam Rockwell movies. These are the best movies that Sam Rockwell has been in. We will go from number five to number one. Uh, If you have something higher than the person who says it, you can always... Trump! uh, You can always trump it. So uh, nice nice, uh, ventriloquism there, uh, Andrew. You have to watch the video, video show to get that. Uh, let's kick it off. Actually, I'll start us off with my number five. I imagine it might get trumped. Uh, I have the Green Mile at number. Oh my five. God! Yes. 
<laughs> uh, all right. Then I guess Jonathan, go next. I'm going to feel really bad when you guys start talking about Green Mile. Um, <laughs> one thing I found interesting well, to look wait, at is when a, Andrew starts talking about Green Mile, I had it at he, number five. He hasn't um, he hasn't like really starred in that many movies. Like it's it's he's like a supporting character, at least in mm-hmm. the really good ones that I found. But uh, yeah. my number five is uh, Richard Jewell. Oh, uh, which, nice. I had it my honorable mentions for sure. OK, yeah. that yeah. Uh, that came out in 2019. Uh, Clint Eastwood directed this. And uh, I it's about Richard Jewell, the guy who uh, it's in Atlanta. Right. And he uh, it was he the Atlanta Olympic. Yeah. He bombs. discovered a bomb. And then after that uh, became a suspect uh, uh, for the person who actually planted the bomb or, or setting it up to where he can make himself look like a hero because he's a character. And at least in the movie, I, I don't know a ton about the actual story. I just know the basics. But in the movie, he and he's played by Paul Walter Hauser in the movie, uh, who's it. awesome. Oh, he's so good. Um, and uh, he really wants to be like a police officer. He doesn't want to just be a security guard. He really wants to be like a police officer, FBI agent, whatever, detective. And so he starts off kind of getting himself into trouble because he's like trying really hard to like help them with the investigation and stuff. And then Sam Rockwell comes in because he plays a lawyer uh, that, that decides to take his case, uh, Watson Bryant. And uh, Rockwell's really good in this movie, though. I don't want to. I mean, um, I was just. Uh, I just feel like a lot of these movies, he's more of a supporting character than than the than the lead. But uh, he's really good in this, and I just think it's a really good movie. Clint Eastwood does a really good job directing it. Um, I I don't know why I I don't know why it didn't do any better. The only Oscar nomination I think it got was Kathy Bates got nominated. Um, yeah. And she's good. I don't think she, I. I don't know why Paul Walter Hauser probably should have been nominated. Uh, it was a. It was a very stacked year. But I yeah, totally agree with you that uh, and, he should have been nominated. Yeah, and I do recall there was a lot of discussion about it. Just and it wasn't the movie's fault, but there was just stuff going on in real life involving the way police officers were acting, and and of uh, things of that nature that maybe people didn't really want to go watch this. You know, it just didn't want to have that mindset going, you know, bad police that are, you know, you know, interrogating like are ruining this guy's life that probably Mm. didn't do anything. Um, But uh, but it's really good. John Hamm actually plays one of the uh, I can't remember if it's FBI. I guess he's FBI. I don't I don't remember what the organization is, but John Hamm's really good. And it's just it's a really well done movie. It's just uh, it's it's a typical like fall star stacked you know, dramatic film, and it it's it, it was one of the better ones that year. So I definitely wanted to to mention it. I agree. Yeah, Andrew, absolutely. what did you have at number five? Uh, this is where I have three billboards outside Ebbing, Missouri. That was on my uh, uh, honorable mentions. Mm. Nice. This, this Aaron, is I don't not think a movie you like this movie too much. No, yeah. I didn't really enjoy it. No, talk about well, it though. Well, all the sane people out there would tell you that this is a remarkable <laughs> movie. No, um, I think that Frances McDormand, whenever she gets together with like the uh, uh, the Cohen brothers, uh, she really has a way about herself. But somehow she brings that character that mm-hmm. I've appreciated her in all those Cohen brothers movies, and she's made it even better in this Martin McDonough movie. And I think that she is amazing in it. Sam Rockwell, who I believe was nominated, uh, or he may have won for. Uh, yes, I he think did. He was yes, nom- he did. Did he, he win? He, he won. Him and Francis McDormand won. He got a best supporting actor for this movie. I think it's a, a remarkable movie. Uh, I love Martin McDonough. Uh, oh, brother, mm-hmm. or not? Oh, brother. Uh, In Bruges is one of my oh, all-time favorite movies. Me too. Yeah. 
uh, he's great. So, yeah, if you haven't seen this movie, uh, it does feel very Coen Brothers-esque, but it also feels a little bit like In Bruges. I think you'd like it if you like those guys. Yeah, I liked it. Um, I will say the Woody Harrelson's also really good in it. And mm, uh, yes, I have. A, I, well, I have a really. Uh, there's a there's a path. There's an arc his character has that ends in a really really tragic way. And just having uh, having experienced some of that in my own personal life, uh, that was really interesting to like watch. That I was just like, I don't know, that affected me a lot more. And I think that's partly why I really kind of got into this movie more. The Sam Rockwell character is really interesting, but I do. I felt like I haven't. I've only. I haven't seen it since the theater, but I did really like it. But I did feel like he kind of got let off the hook a little bit. Uh, I mean, he does like. I don't know. Maybe he doesn't. But that was one. There was something about his character I just remember troubled me. Uh, mm. I kind of had a hard time with uh, the way he was written. But uh, it's a really fascinating movie, though. I think it's. I think it's definitely worth the watch. Unless you're Aaron and you're wrong. Yeah, wrong. <laughs> I, have te- I have a tendency to be wrong. Uh, so let's move on to number fours. Uh, yeah. My number four is The Way, Way Back. I haven't um, seen this. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, Obviously, high recommend for me. Um, this is just one of those great movies. This, this, much like See How They Run, is one of those movies that was just under the radar. Not a lot of people saw it. And it's just great. It's a great watch. Um, it's... You know, it's not a comedy as much as see how they run art. It's more like drama, emotional, but it's also funny and interesting. And um, yeah, everybody in it is is great. Um, and yeah, I I really don't have or want to say more than that. Check it out. It's called, I, I definitely uh, want to see it. Back. I think you're the one actually that got me interested in seeing. It. I think you've talked about it in the past, and I was like, oh, I need mm-hmm. to check that out. Yeah, it's also it's also interesting because people will have conversations about like great Steve Carell performances and oftentimes this one gets missed and it's just because not a lot of people, not as many people have seen the movie, but it it really is uh, one of his, one of his best. So cool. Yep. Yeah. It's Steve Carell, Sam Rockwell, Tony Collette. Um, So lots of, lots of good people here. Uh, What is your number four, Jonathan? I assume I'm getting trumped or whatever we're saying here. (laughs) Um, My number four is galaxy quest. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we'll I love it, though. I love all five of these movies, by the way. I love Galaxy <laughs> Quest. There's just, there's just three I like a little better. There you go. There so, you go. Andrew, what do you have at number three? Four. Or number four. Sorry. It's going to get trumped as well, so get your finger ready, Aaron. Uh, I'm going to go with the moon. Trump. Trump! Yeah, yeah. I knew it. This guy's been in so many good movies. He really has. He really, oh, like, he really has. I'm looking at my honorable mentions list, and I'm like... Any other day, these would have been like top three movies. The ones I'm honorable mm-hmm. mention. He's a good, good actor. Yeah, yeah. Uh, all right, I guess that takes me to my number three. This is where yes. I have the assassination of Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. I somehow oh missed. God. He's in that. I somehow I haven't seen it, but I somehow he missed is, that. Even the he's IMDb. the brother of uh, Casey Affleck. Oh, okay, yeah. okay, cool. Aaron. Um, I'll, I'll trump it, but it wasn't on my <laughs> you list initially. You don't initially. even have it on your list. Like, <laughs> How are you going to trump that? <laughs> Is that allowed? I'm just going to trump no, everything. No, no, no. <laughs> I just let everybody know that this would have been my number two moving forward. Okay. So go All ahead right. and talk about it. No, you can talk. You can talk about it first. I mean, I know you oh, love you this just, movie. You, you forgot about it. Oh, I totally yeah, forgot yeah. about it. Yeah. It's the longest movie title in history. Yeah. Uh, cinematography is stellar. I gotta love Brad Pitt. Uh, he's great. It's a uh, it's a interesting story, especially for Aaron and I, because we live in the area like his old stomping grounds, pretty close. Mm-hmm. And 
I think my fan... No, never mind. Not that. But uh, yeah, it's a great story. Great performances all around. And actually, Sam Rockwell gives a really good performance in this movie now that I yeah. think of it. Uh, yeah, good good pick, Aaron. Thank you for reminding me. Now I want to watch that movie. It's a great movie. It's just a great watch. Um, uh-huh. If you've listened to much of the show, you're not, I'm, you know I'm not necessarily a, a Westerns kind of guy, but mm-hmm. when it's a great story, I will shout it from the rooftops about great Westerns. When it's, you know, Assassination of Jesse James or 310 to Yuma or, you know, um, whatever the case may be, even with some of the older Westerns that I've seen recently that are really, really good. Um, yeah, I I, uh, I really like this one. So uh, great cast, great story, great really director. well told. Yeah, great director. I love so. Dominic. Yeah. So yeah, like killing them softly does not have Sam Rockwell in it, but that is a movie that is way underseen. <laughs> that yeah. movie is awesome. Make sure you watch the one with Brad Pitt though, and not the one with Heather Graham. Those are two very different movies. Yes, they are. Yeah, <laughs> I was. <laughs> if you're I'm not saying I don't recommend the one with Heather Graham, but it's not the one I'm talking about. <laughs> no, but if you see the one with Heather Graham and you accident or you want to see the one with Heather Graham and then you get the brutally violent <laughs> other one with Brad Pitt, then yeah, you're going to be a little shocked. Yeah, it depends like, on what you're in the mood for that night. You want some Joseph Fiennes, Heather Graham lovemaking? I would check that one out. That you're not going to get that in the Brad Pitt one. So no, not at all. Uh, your number three, Jonathan. Uh, Frost Nixon. Yeah, that's in my uh, honorable mentions. Yeah, yeah me too. Uh, this actually might be my favorite Ron Howard movie. I would have said Apollo 13 mm. probably like five or six years ago, but this one just really got me. And I've watched it like a decent amount of time since, and I don't rewatch a lot of stuff anymore. So that, but anytime it was like when I had like traditional cable and it would just be on like, you know, HBO or whatever, I would, wherever it was, I would just watch the rest of it. Uh, Sam Rockwell doesn't have like a, I mean, he's definitely a supporting character in this, but I, but we're just doing movies that he's in, right? So it doesn't really yeah. matter. Yep. And Absolutely. he's good. Like, there's nothing wrong with him. Uh, the movie, for people that don't know, uh, Ron Howard directed it. Uh, Michael Sheen is David Frost. Franklin Jella is Richard Nixon. And this is based on a series of interviews after Watergate. And David Frost wasn't really taken seriously as a journalist. I guess, uh, not that Graham no. Norton was not taken seriously, but he was kind of like a Graham Norton or something. Like he he had more of like a celebrity type uh, show or whatever. I think he, he interviewed- did game shows in Britain, if I'm not mistaken. Maybe that's right. Maybe I'm confusing him with somebody. I no, but he, no, it's it's along those lines of like he yeah. was a TV personality as opposed. Yes, to like he was a TV a, personality. That's a good way to put it. I yeah. think you're right, though. I did miss. I forgot about that part. But he did he, just the idea that he would be the one to come and you know, and then that's that's kind of what the movie's based around is just the series of of tapes that they made together, and it's just about him eventually kind of getting to the heart of it, and uh, you know, uh, and all that stuff. Sam Rockwell plays another journalist. Uh, his he's a. Uh, Oh, James Reston Jr. And he had also written about the impeachment. Uh, he also wrote about the Jonestown murder, the real person. Uh, he was a, he was a pretty well-known journalist at the time. And, uh, but yeah, no, it's a really, really, it's just a character piece. I mean, for the most part, uh, it's just mostly two people talking to each other, but, uh, uh, Michael Sheen and, uh, Langella are so good. Yeah. Uh, uh, and is doing it. Like, he is kind of, I don't know. I don't know. He does. He does an interesting Nixon. It's not, I mean, the, the impression it's is his. kind of there, but I don't know. It's it's pretty good. I liked it. So it's a great yeah. movie. It's it's an underseen movie, too. I, I don't really hear people talk about it. I think at the time it was nominated for some stuff, but it might have even been nominated for Best Picture. But uh, I just don't hear anybody talk about it anymore. So it's so good. Mm-hmm. It's yeah, so good. It's amazing. It's one of my favorites. Kind of kind of reminds me of Quiz Show. Like it kind of has that sure. feel to sure. it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I th- uh, if I'm if I'm not mistaken, the reason why. Um, Dave Frost was the one doing this interview is because that's who the Nixon campaign mm-hmm. was like saying, hey, uh, 
A, this guy's British, so he doesn't care about American mm-hmm. politics, and B, he's a TV personality, so yeah. he's going. He's simply going to, you know, ask some easy hand handed questions, yeah, softballs, just for yeah, just so he can get a U.S. publicity. Mm-hmm. And how this movie turns that around, it's it is brilliant. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. as I was making, <clears throat> excuse me, as I was making this list, um, and this one popped up. I realized that I really need to see this movie again. Yeah, it it definitely needs to bump up my rewatch list because it is so good. It is. I'm so glad good. you guys like it so much. Uh, Andrew, your number three. This is where I have Galaxy Quest. Trump. It makes me happy that you trumped it. It really does. <laughs> I'm glad that you trumped it. All right, let's move on to our number twos then. Uh, yes. This is where I have Moon. That's where I have it too. All right. Well, we will talk about it now then. Uh, Jonathan and I had Moon at number two. Andrew had Moon at number four. Four. So, obviously, we all love this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, talk about a, another beautiful little under-the-radar film. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, this is this is really, really good. The, the atmosphere in this one is so picture-perfect. It's The tone is so picture-perfect that you just, like, sink into this sci-fi world and what's going on and then just the structure of what happens is just it's just compelling it's just straight up compelling filmmaking and it just it grabbed me and and didn't let go so uh, i really love moon oh yeah yeah it's great um i think uh, the only the one thing kind of disappointing about it is that duncan jones like because he did source code after this which is also outstanding with uh, Jake Gyllenhaal mm-hmm. I and uh, I really like in my mind like he should be like Dena- he should be on the same level as like Denis Villeneuve at this point but but he did Warcraft he picked he picked <laughs> the wrong he picked the wrong studio film right uh, and and Warcraft actually it's kind of interesting it's not good I mean it's it's not a good movie but I don't think it's because of him I, I just I don't and think that movie was going to be good. Mute is kind of terrible. Yeah, and and then Mute was not good at all. But I don't even. That was a Netflix thing. So I, didn't uh, even, I think Warcraft kind of kind of screwed him up. He's doing. He's got something now. He's supposed to be doing called Rogue Squadron. Um, and I don't know what that is. And I don't even know if it's actually happening. Do you mean it's Rogue just, Trooper? Rogue Trooper. Sorry, Rogue yeah. Squadron. That would be like a Star Wars thing, probably. It sure would be. I Rogue think they Trooper. actually just canceled Rogue, Rogue Squadron. Yeah, that's the um, that's the that's why I had the that. Patty in my Jenkins. Mind. Well, yeah. I think they just canceled yeah. the Patty Jenkins but, one. Yeah. But yeah, no, Mood is excellent. Know as little as you can going in, I think, is the best way to go about it. But uh yeah, it's 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 that kind of that cerebral sci fi kind of thing. I, I just I don't know. This this is the kind of sci fi I like. The yeah, because I didn't know it was going to be sci-fi whenever yeah. I, I watched it. Like I had a, you know, like near future and as as opposed to sci fi, but mm-hmm. the the story twist that comes you know halfway through i'm like oh i had no idea i was watching this kind of a movie and i am here for it can you can you imagine seeing the kind of year that top gun maverick has had making 800 million dollars or whatever it's made and then going hey you know that star wars property about fighter planes let's cancel that movie (laughs) <laughs> like what? <laughs> by, by the way, I did want to. I did want to say before we get away from this, Moon is like kind of. I think that might be the one we have all mentioned where he's the main character. Uh, I mean, he's really the only. Yeah, he's one he of the is. only characters. So uh, it shows that he can definitely lead a film. I, I hate that he hasn't gotten that opportunity more. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't think he. I mean, he he's had a great career. It's not like he has anything to complain about. But I just I wish we had more movies where he's at the front and center like this. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, but anyways. 
Uh, all right, Andrew, you're number two. Uh, Aaron, you knew this movie was coming eventually, and mm-hmm. you hate it, and I love it. We're going to talk about Seven Psychopaths. Yeah, go for it. Yeah. Uh, I don't one think of the I most hate this movie. I just haven't watched you, it in a do, long well, time. Do you like it better than Three Billboards? Yes. <laughs> no, uh, I'm talking to Aaron. Oh, I was just because those are like he apparently doesn't like either one of those Martin McDonough movies. So do you like In Bruges? I love In okay. Bruges. In Bruges yeah. is one of my favorite movies. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just yeah. I'm not oh. a huge fan of. At least you're not wrong about that. You're like <laughs> at least I'm suck. right about one thing. Yeah. yeah. Westerns are terrible. I hate these other two Martin McDonough movies. Uh huh. Yeah, I'm sorry, Andrew. Talk about this brilliant (laughs) film. You've seen it then, John? Yeah, it was on my honorable mentions. Okay. Um, uh, I love the Sam Rockwell character in this movie. He and Christopher Walken's, the chemistry Mm -hmm. between... Well, him, Christopher Walken, and uh, Colin Farrell, that that triad Mm -hmm. right there, are just so great. The way that Colin Farrell plays this straight man to a bumbling adorable Christopher Walken and this crazier than all get Sam Rockwell it sounds like three people that shouldn't work well together but that chemistry is so good and Woody Harrelson as this psychotic um uh, mob boss it's so good and then how Sam Rockwell is so convinced that everything is going to play out like in a movie like we're going to have the shootout in the desert and <laughs> why your can't your gun can't jam when we're having a shootout in the desert like he thinks he's in a movie pretty much mm-hmm. I I absolutely adore this movie adore it it's so well written and it 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 uh I like just how it has that kind of that ba- you know it's 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 essentially a movie about screenplay writing uh, which is really fascinating to me, uh, even though it's a standard, it's kind of like a like a heist thing or whatever, or criminal crime thing. I also think that speaking of Colin Farrell, that is the most he's one of the most frustrating actors for me because but but McDonough gets him. Like I don't know how he gets him to do the performances he does in those two films. I don't know if he is he's in the new one too, isn't he? I think Colin Farrell's yeah, actually Banshee's in this one, yeah. Which, yeah, which excites me almost more than it the fact that it's McDonough because I just I know Farrell's going to do something really fascinating. I mean, then you go the, watch like Miami Vice. And you're it's just the like, same as Bruges guy. cast, right? It's Gleason too. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Gleason's in yeah. it too. But you go watch something like Miami Vice, and you're just like, this guy's terrible. <laughs> you go watch like in Bruges, and you're like, he's awesome. Or Although the I Batman do love when Miami he becomes Vice. the Penguin. Apparently, I don't know. The guy I saw in the Batman didn't look like Colin Farrell. So, <laughs> oh, that's right. Yeah, I, I thought he wasn't in the Batman. I thought we decided no, he's that. Not. Yeah, we decided it is the Penguin. <laughs> yeah, we didn't see any. We didn't see any. He was very good. Yeah, but yeah, number two, Seven Psychopaths. Uh, number one, Aaron, I Galaxy think Quest. know what you... Yeah. Uh, I've got Galaxy Quest at number one. Andrew, you had it at number three, is that right? Yes, I had four. And you had it at number four, Jonathan. Um, this movie is flat out great. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is so much fun, so quotable. Um, such a perfect, loving spoof of Star mm-hmm. Trek, too. You know, like Star Trek conventions and fans and... Yeah, you can feel that there's care. Yeah, you can feel that there's care here for uh, for fandom. Speaking of um, of Justin Long, right? Yeah, uh, Justin oh, yeah. Long pops up in uh, Galaxy Quest. Um, so I knew so, it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! I knew it! I knew it! I knew it! <laughs> Uh, yeah, I absolutely, absolutely love Galaxy Quest. What do you guys want to say about it? <laughs> There's a red thingy moving towards the green thingy. I think we're the green thingy. <laughs> I honestly think this is where I really became a Sam Rockwell fan. Oh, yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, oh, yeah. I mean, he, he might actually be the best 
thing about this movie in some ways. Alan Rickman, though, is so good. But yeah. the Rockwells, who my wife and I quote constantly, like, it's, oh, yeah. you know, the, do I, mm, do guy. I, you don't know. <laughs> <laughs> as far as you know, I'm crewman number six. <laughs> and and the fact that his name is Guy, I mean, it's, yeah. I mean, it's perfect. I mean, come on, what more oh, could you want? And he, he does the best, like, gun finger and wink or whatever that is towards mm-hmm. the camera that I've mm-hmm. ever seen. It is, oh. it is amazing. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, Tony Shalhoub also I should mention is yes. excellent in this Tony movie. Shalhoub. Oh yeah, I like how he's like I'm gonna I'm gonna put some WD forty on that next time. It had a little yeah. so deadpan. Everything <laughs> so he does dead. is so deadpan. Hey guys, in this movie. And he ship's even, breaking apart. Just yeah. FYI, he doesn't think any of this is weird. Like I love when he's just standing there eating like the stick and the cheese. You know, uh-huh. he's yes. just like. <laughs> So amazing. Oh, everybody freaks out when they get teleported to the ship, and he's just like, that was a hell of a thing. And he just walks off yeah. like everything's fine. Listen, I was ready to go on to Jonathan's number one, but if we want to keep talking about oh, all the God. amazing parts of Galaxy Quest, we can certainly do That's that, what I'm too. saying. It's I love so all these fun. movies I'm mentioning. It yeah. just happened to be a little, you know, by just an inch, it just missed, getting a little yeah. farther up for me. What's your number one, Jonathan? I don't know. I hope you guys, I hope one of you have at least have seen this. Uh, mine is, I'm a huge David Mamet fan, and uh, Heist is my is my number one. I, oh. And this actually, I mean, I don't know, because there's so many Heist movies, and I think I changed my mind on what's my favorite. But this is, as far as, like, just entertaining, I think this is the most entertaining one. Uh, the Which dialogue one? in this is David Mamet. Movies. Huh? There's three Heist movies. There's a 2001, 2015. It's 2001. Uh, yeah, I should have mentioned that. It's 2001, okay. directed by David Mamet, starring Gene Hackman. Uh, one of the last like great Hackman performances. Oh. Uh, he he's the lead in this. He's uh. Have either one of you seen this? That's oh. on my list of shame. I have not uh, seen this. Gene Hackman plays a um. Uh, he's a criminal. He's working for this crime boss, played awesomely by Danny DeVito, and uh, maybe the one of the last great Danny DeVito performances too, at least in film. Uh, oh, I don't want to tick off. I don't want to tick off Philadelphia seen, fans. <laughs> have you seen <laughs> Dumbo, the live action Dumbo? Oh, that's oh, I, I mean... forgot about Dumbo. <laughs> um, but no, but uh, and, and Hackman, it's it's a pretty generic kind of thing where Hackman doesn't want to do it anymore. He just wants to. He wants. To, he's got enough money. He's good to go. Right. Uh, and uh, he wants to go live on his boat with his with his uh, girlfriend, uh, played by David Mamet's uh, wife, Rebecca Pigeon. Uh, who's a pretty common Mamet star in uh, in this era. She was in State and Maine and. Uh, the Spanish prisoner and stuff like that. But uh, anyways, and so DeVito gets him to do, you know, one last job. And Sam Rockwell is Danny DeVito's nephew. And uh, so that's how he gets into the picture. He's really funny in it. He's really good. Uh, uh, Delroy Lindo's in this movie. Um, Love that guy. Yeah. Ricky, uh, the late Ricky Jay uh, is in this movie. Oh, yeah, nice. Yeah. Uh, Patty Lapone is in it. Uh, but it's just, it's your, it's everything you expect out of a mammoth thing. It's, it's, it's the last, I don't know how many he's directed after this. It's definitely the last film of his he directed, right? I just love it. I mean, he did Red Belt, and there might be another one in between there. I can't remember. But uh, if you like heist movies, uh, this used to be really hard to find, which I think is why it wasn't really, uh, a lot of people weren't talking about it. I believe now they actually may have a Blu-ray, and I think it does actually stream occasionally. So, uh, but it was hard to find there for a while. Um, and uh, that was probably why a lot of people haven't seen it. But if you have a chance to watch it, I cannot recommend it enough. It is so good. I mean, it's like it's like heat levels of good. Uh, it's very different That's high than praise. Heat. Yeah, That's but high it's praise. for me, it's more entertaining than Heat. Heat is probably the better movie, but this is just you know, I I don't know if 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 you're a David Mamet fan, I, I don't know how you can miss it, but uh, how you can't watch it. But uh, if you love if you love crispy dialogue and you know all that kind of stuff, it's 
It's a great film. And Sounds twist like and right turns. Huh? Sounds like it's right up my alley. I've definitely. Oh yeah, this this is uh, an Aaron movie. Yeah, elevated absolutely. it up up my list. It is streaming on Hulu right now. So okay, cool, cool. I'll yeah, probably watch it tonight. Yeah, fire it up. Um, yeah. great call, great call, Andrew. What's your uh, number one? Uh, the happiest movie ever made, The Green Mile. <laughs> Smiles, <laughs> unicorns, rainbows. Yes. No, this is uh, un- unarguably the saddest movie ever made. Like <laughs> it's so depressing. Mm-hmm. You could tell me uh, Schindler's List or Hachi or any of these movies about a boy. I'm trying to think. No, The Green Mile is the most just ball your eyes out movie I've ever seen. Someone Michael needs Car- to watch Old Yeller again. Oh, please. <laughs> this movie Old is so Yeller the chest. Um, Michael Clark Duncan gives a oh, man. outstanding career defining performance. Yes. Uh, an actor that I love every single time I see him in, yet he, I don't think he's ever had like the lead role, and that's David Morse. I love this guy. Yeah, he was great, yeah. yeah. He was all over. He was in a lot of movies around this time, but you're right. He mm-hmm. never really had a lead role. Yeah, and then uh, one of who I think is one of the most despisable characters of all time is Percy Wetmore, played by Doug Hutchison, who mm-hmm. if you do any, uh, like a, Info biographical stuff on uh, Doug Hutchison, not the best guy. I would, yeah, I, I probably just wouldn't do that. I'd probably just not. Don't yeah. don't Google Doug Hutchison. That's probably well, the maybe best I guy. shouldn't say I've met him. Uh, Have you at an X Files convention? Was his was his girlfriend uh, with him at the time? <laughs> I don't remember. Oh, he married a fifteen year old when he was fifty. Oh. And the fifteen year old parents signed off on it, like all that. Yeah, that's the only way. That's the only way that they. Would, yeah. Anyway, sorry. Uh, wasn't he the wait? You X Files convention. He was wasn't he the guy that like could squeeze tombs. into yeah. any? Yeah. Yeah. That was actually a really good episode. Yeah, it really <laughs> was. That's the um, one where Mulder's like, "What's the quickest way I can get this off of my hand without betraying my uh, calm exterior, my cool exterior, or whatever?" <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was. Doug Hutchinson is actually quite good at playing super creepy people, and I guess we know why. But yeah. I mean, he around that era, like he was the bad guy in this Jamie Foxx movie called Bait. Uh, yes. Uh, yeah. 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 So he's he, he's not a bad actor by any yeah. means, but. Um, I also, I, I hadn't mentioned this, but, um, it's probably my favorite Stephen King movie adaptation. Cool. And whenever Stephen King and Frank Darabont mm-hmm. team up, magic happens. I think of this, The Mist. Oh, The yeah. Mist. Uh, Shawshank. Wait, Shawshank, yeah. Uh, I, I was, for a second, I was like, is Sam Rockwell in The Mist? But he's not. <laughs> no. So, but, He's yeah. in that car at the end. He's in the very. That's his only part. Yeah. No, he was the he was the the army guy who walked up to uh, yeah, uh, Thomas yeah. Jane. <laughs> you good, bro? <laughs> Not really. Yeah. But yeah, Green Mile. Uh, yeah, one of the greatest movies I've I, made. I need to rewatch this. I I don't think I've seen it since the theater, and uh, I liked it. I remember liking it. It's just you know, it's it's a long movie, and it just for whatever reason, I've never I've never popped it back on. But I definitely need to give it another watch because it's been yeah. too long. I remember liking it. I remember yeah, Stephen a- King at the time said Frank Darabont is going to specifically only direct Stephen King adaptations that take place in a prison. This was before The Mist. I just remember Stephen mm-hmm. King mm-hmm. had that had that quote. It was really funny. Well, it's its own kind of prison, The Mist. That's true. That's it's true. true. Yeah. And uh, even the majestic. It's a it's a Jim Carrey prison. So that's true. Yep. Um, I think for me, honorable mentions, there's three more that we have to mention. Okay. Uh, at least as far as I'm concerned. Um <clears throat> we certainly have to mention the one the other one he was nominated for an Oscar. 
uh, which is Vice. Yeah. Um, he got a uh, nomination for that. And I really like Vice, um, so it was on my honorable mentions. Uh, Jojo Rabbit certainly deserves a mention. That was the other one we had mentioned. I, that's I had that's mention. one I weirdly haven't. I haven't watched that yet. So. Oh, Love interesting. It. Yeah, yeah I, 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 it's just the subject matter. I, I don't know. Sure. I just It's just sure. something about it. I've just never really wanted to put my, be in that headspace. But uh, I need to check it out because I like Watiti. <laughs> there, there are heavy moments to this yeah. movie. Don't get me wrong. But there is so much innocence about it that yeah. does make it very... Uh, well, not welcoming, but it's easy to, you know, you yeah. don't feel icky. Afterwards. If anyone's going to make that work, it's probably Watiti. So I'm. Do you remember Beautiful Life? The Beautiful Life? Beautiful I haven't life, seen beautiful it. Life? Wait a minute. It's, it's, it's some so kind familiar. of feel. Um, and then the other one. In, oh, oh, yeah. Beautiful. beautiful. You're saying Life is Beautiful. Is, yeah, Thank I you. have seen that. Yeah. Yeah. The other, the other, only other one I want to mention, maybe this is just a me thing, but I'm actually a pretty big fan of Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. I am uh, too. That he's in. I that really enjoy that movie. So, um, so that is on my honorable mentions. What else? Did you guys have any other? Uh, uh, I already uh, mentioned I had three billboards and seven psychopaths. Um, the only, the, the other one I did want to mention, but it's, it's not a good movie at all, but it's a great Sam Rockwell performance. And that's the first Charlie's Angels. Oh, interesting. Um, yeah. He's so good in it. Uh, he's like yeah. one of the ba- he ends up being one of the bad guys. But uh, there's this scene with him and a cigarette, and he's dancing to this terrible song, and it's just it's hilarious. Like I don't even know. It, it feels like it's in a completely different movie. And you're while you're watching, like, I want to be in that movie instead of the mm-hmm. one over here that I'm watching because that is by no means a good movie. But uh, yep. but he's so good in it. I just wanted to mention it. Uh, and Andrew, did you have any other uh, ones you wanted to mention? Uh, I'm looking right here, and I can't see any that is like really jumping out at me. Oh, Iron Man Two, I guess, is <laughs> worth mentioning. Sure, sure. It's a thing that it is I'm a sure thing. you've seen. Have you? Have either of you seen a uh, choke? No, I've uh, I've read yeah, the book. I didn't like it. I, didn't I haven't like seen it that the much. movie. I did read the okay. book though. Yeah, so I was because it's uh, Chuck Palin. Pal- yeah, I can never say yeah, his name. Guy Pal- wrote Fight. I don't know how to say his name either. But the guy wrote yeah. Fight Club. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's also Rockwell's the lead in that, right? I believe so. Yeah, he is. Yeah. It's him and oh god. There's a there's thing. a there's a scene in the book that involves anal beads, and I was thinking, I don't know that I want to watch that. Like, I don't know that I want that visual. <laughs> Fair. So Fair. And I know it's in the movie because I was told. So I was like, hmm. Fair enough. Uh, <laughs> I don't remember that, and I have no uh, desire to jog my memory. So. <laughs> Uh, let's move on to buried treasure, shall we? Uh, <laughs> unfortunate time to move on to a category called buried treasure, but we are going to do it anyway. Uh, so what do you guys got? What's that one thing in any area of pop culture that you want to make sure people know about? Uh, Jonathan, you're our guest, so you will go last. So I, I, my wife had actually watched it while it was on uh, this past season, but I had not checked up. So in the last couple of weeks, I have gone through the first season of Abbott Elementary. Um, oh, nice. This is, is this your buried a, treasure? Huh? Is this your buried treasure? Yeah. Oh, I was just telling you you would go last, but you're going first. Oh, I thought you said go ahead and go. I am so sorry. Do you want to edit me out then? (laughs) No, no. Go ahead. Tell us about Abbott Elementary because I love the show. So, Uh, yeah, no, I love it. Uh, And it's interesting because we just don't really talk about like you know network shows don't really get talked about that much. But but this made an appearance. This was nominated for some Emmys and um, uh, Cheryl Cheryl Lee Ralph won. uh, I think best supporting actress in a comedy. Uh, She's one of the teachers in this, and then. Quinta Brunson, who's the star of the show and is also the creator, uh, she won, I think, a writing Emmy. And I'm so happy because, uh, you know, the Emmys don't really, I mean, network shows don't get Emmy nominations anymore. And I think Modern Family, I think they said was the last sitcom maybe that did. 
uh, or maybe the good life is one of those. Uh, but, um, but yeah, this show is really funny. Um, and if you want to watch it, it's on Hulu and HBO max. The first season is, it's only like 13 episodes. You can watch it like in a couple of days. And, um, it's just all about this, uh, public school. I can't remember where they are. Abbott. Oh, it's Abbott. The name of the, that's the name of the town. I would imagine yeah. so. Their, their rival school is Costello Elementary. Yeah. <laughs> um, but. but anyways, it's about it's just about this group of teachers uh at this at this public school. And it's just it's it's really funny. The entire cast is great. Uh my favorite might be the uh the principal who's played by this uh, Janelle James, who I had never seen anything before this. She's hilarious. I hope she gets some Emmy recognition at some point. Uh the 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 guy who played young Chris Rock in um what was that sitcom called? Like everything about Chris or whatever. Yeah. Uh, he was also in Walking Dead. Uh, Tyler James Williams is his name. He's in this. Uh, Lisa Ann Walters in this. So you might have seen like she does. She's a stand up comic. And uh, but it's it's just it's a really great cast. It's a really funny show. Uh, super wholesome. Uh, so if that turns you off, don't probably don't want to check this out. But uh, no, I'm kidding. Um, but no, it really is. It's like a it's a family oriented uh, show, but it still has some bite to it. And uh, it's not like your standard network sitcom. Like, I think it's got a little bit of originality to it that at least with the cast, maybe maybe just the cast makes it work. But uh, I don't know. It's just it's really nice to see a network show that's actually uh, worth watching. <laughs> so Tyler uh, in the live chat says Abbott Elementary takes place in Philly. I think that Philly. That's right. That's right. I believe that is correct. I in the also suburb love this. of Abbott. I, there uh, is a. It's towards the end of the season. It's like maybe the second or third to last episode where they decide to start a gifted program. It might be the 30s, like the funniest 30 minutes I've seen in like a, a little while. It's 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 a really good show. It is. It's really good. It's I, really I want to talk about it so much. I went out of turn. So <laughs> that's right. I loved it so much. I butted in line. Uh, I'll go next because my treasure is not buried at all, really. Uh, I'm going to talk about Rings of Power because I don't think we've really <laughs> talked about it on this show uh-huh. very much. Um, it is on Prime. This is the uh, $460 million season of television Jesus. that Amazon has done. Uh, I just read recently that they have signed contracts for a five-year billion dollar in uh, investment, mm-hmm. uh, at least. So, um, And I'm glad, because I am absolutely loving this show. It is probably my favorite thing currently on television. It completely recaptures those emotions and the magic I had with uh, Peter Jackson's Lord of the Rings and just how the, the you know, the fan... The fandom I had for those movies. Um, I'm really loving cool. how they are introducing both characters we know because elves live a long time, uh, and also so many new characters that are past uh, the past of you so know, are some there of the characters actors? Are there some of the same actors or no? It's not connected to. It's not connected to Peter Jackson's. Oh, I thought. I thought you just said so, you're saying some of the characters from the from the books. Yeah. Yes. Okay. Okay. I Correct. Got you now. That are Sorry. also in the movies that were based on the books. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Um, so yeah. Correct. Not. I don't think there's any of the same uh, actors at all. Um, no. But uh, but I, I don't know why being coy. Elrond's here. Uh, Galadriel's here. <laughs> what? Um, there are a couple other names I could drop that I I probably won't just because they would be a little bit spoilery. Um, 
But I am I am absolutely loving it. I'm falling in love with all of these characters. There are things about it that it does that I didn't realize I was missing from my fantasy television in Game of Thrones. Uh, that I was just like, oh, this feels so nice. Like this show doesn't want to hurt me. Like this this show there's, wants me to feel good. <laughs> there's no incest. What what's going on? I thought that was a fantasy stable. It's all the incest. So so there's there's that, and then there's you know it's expansive. Uh, and aside from that, even just foundationally, it almost wouldn't matter because it looks so beautiful. I just I've never seen anything like it on television. I just I every every frame of painting, uh, as they say. So I just I just remember the first thing you said about it in our Slack was this looks amazing. I was like, well, God, I hope so because they spent enough money. <laughs> right? Like yeah. that would be ter- Like that would be the worst thing that could possibly happen to it. I mean, if it had like a bad story or something, that'd be one thing. But if it looked bad, you'd be like, holy crap! Like- yeah, no, the money's on the screen. It really is. <laughs> you can see it, and and you know it's on the screen because it's not like they're paying. You know tons of money for these actors most of them you know yeah. are fairly early in their career haven't done a you know a ton of other stuff um they're putting the money into the visuals and the every prop you see on screen looks so detailed and perfectly worn and perfect in its environment and nice. it's just it's it's really incredible production work um, yeah i've got so. i've got to get to it i've just it's so know, good so good busy uh andrew why don't you finish this off all right, uh, just real quick, uh, Sam Rockwell, honorable mention, the first Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles back in oh, 1990. Oh, yeah, of course. I'm sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm he's so like very sorry it took us this long to say it. He uh, is yes. thug. No, he's head thug, not head thug. thug. I, I, no, yeah. I saw it on IMDb. I couldn't remember what it said, something like that. I knew. That's fine. I actually yeah. remember seeing him in the movie. Like, I know I, he has one line. He goes, go to this warehouse. You'll get your answers. And he's talking yeah. to the cops at the I very end. I watched it like a couple years ago, and I was like, is that Sam Rockwell? <laughs> it is. <laughs> Like, sure enough. Yeah. Um, ha- this isn't a buried treasure because it's very popular, but I am in the minority I have found with this. And I just want to know what you all have been smoking because She Hulk is phenomenal. I like I've, it. Like, I'm not even joking. She Hulk might be one of my favorite Marvel shows. Like, out it's of a TV all of them show, to- huh? It's like an actual TV show, yeah, which that's is what kind I of a nice like change of pace. Yeah. 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 I mean, Tatiana is stellar primo. I love her. She is absolutely adorable and perfect. Um, I love everything that the show tackles because, the, you know, the breaking of the fourth wall, you have all these ex- extremely ridiculous characters like... Uh, uh, Titania, mm-hmm. um, and then all the guys that she goes on dates with. Uh, it's a very interesting look and in to you know, you know, kind of like with uh, uh, Barbarian, but definitely not tonally the same. How you know women can feel vulnerable and you know, uh, uh, you know, like preyed upon, and even though she has all these powers and strengths, that feeling doesn't go away. And I think that's supposed to be, you know, the main takeaway from this show. Um, I'm loving all the Easter eggs. Uh, This show is beyond hilarious. I think it's one of the funniest shows on right now. And uh, I'm I'm not joking when I say that it's uh, creeping up to my one of my favorites. Are there a lot of people complaining about it? I haven't really. A lot of people hate the show. Apparently, I've only seen the first. That hasn't been my experience. Really? My, my experience, what I have seen and heard, at least from the, the people I listen to or see on Twitter mostly, 
people are digging it. Um, but uh, that's because you I only do follow know, people that agree with you. So I do know, I do know that uh, that there was a lot of complaint about the CG early on, and yeah. that's understandable. Um, but yeah, I'm looking at IMDb, no, really and it has it a a five out of ten. Oh, geez. oh, so it's getting review bombed. Yeah, yeah. yeah. That yeah, that that no. tends to happen when it's like something that's female centric, which is really sad. Um, but I I've, I still haven't watched past the second episode just because I haven't had time. I really liked it, uh, yeah. and plus it's only like thirty minutes, which is a that's a huge plus uh, for any mm-hmm. show. <laughs> yeah, There's, yeah. Is it just kind of like a weekly thing? It's like she's yeah, just like getting assigned case cases and stuff. I mean, yeah. Is that kind of what's going on? That's yeah, cool. Not I this, like that. Not this past week, but the week before. It's an episode with Wong and this. Uh, this uh, club girl and i want a show just with these two relation with those two i was having so much fun with them i was dying i was laughing so hard is um is is uh and and you just mentioned titania and i i just realized i said good life earlier and i meant good place but that's uh, a jamil or is that her name yeah yeah yeah, uh uh, is she a villain jamila huh yeah yeah she's titania Oh, yeah, that is a villain. villain. Okay. Yeah. That's, I don't know that's a lot of like, Hulk stuff. So She Hulk's well, main nemesis, I think. Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. She Hulk, if it's it's a very meta comic book. Like, yeah, like how, I, I, how I it's read portrayed it. in the show is just like how the comics are. Yeah. I remember reading a few issues here and there when I was younger. I just don't remember much about them. But yeah, I do remember it was very comic centric. Like, it was more comedy than, than, you know, a lot of superhero comics were at the time. Yeah. It's it's Which is cool. Stellar. Yeah. So if if you watched it early and you you weren't sure, sure about it, I'd say give it another chance cuz I love this show so much. It's also a little more adult than most of these shows have been too. Like the Oh, it's sexual. There's, yeah, there's there's some some like real adult life stuff in there. Um Megan the Stallion shows up in uh, a very Yeah, I saw the twerking memes. Um, so yeah, I, I really like this show. I think it's doing some good things. There's an episode, I don't think it's too spoilery to say this, but I'll just say it, it revolves around a date that goes really, really well. And then something happens at the end of the date and it just crushed me. Crushed me. uh, I was about to cry. It broke my heart. And I was not expecting that from this show. Hmm. And it's just like, I think it just does some, some things really well. Just, it just, it's, you know, and part of that's Tatiana. I think she's great. I think she's an incredible actor. Yeah, so. she's yeah. awesome. Did you guys watch Orphan Black? Yes. Yep. I really need, every it's, episode, it's every season. My, I need to see it. Everybody it says was good, she, Especially like, I seem to, re, I tend to feel like I, the last like couple seasons weren't as good, right? I don't know. Yeah. Maybe I'm thinking something else. Is that no, no, right? No, the last couple seasons of Orphan yeah. Black were not, not that great. I think the, the first like two first or three seasons though, were amazing. Yeah. And Tatiana was amazing throughout. That's um, what I hear. I like they, she... Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, no. I was just saying. I just think they they ran out of of yeah. runway trying to figure mm-hmm. out how to you know land the plane. So, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, I've heard that she gives what a lot of people consider like the best TV performance of all time because she plays multiple versions of a character, yes. right? Okay. Yeah, and that's she, putting it lightly. I yeah, mean, that show is dozens all her of characters. If she yeah. doesn't work, that show doesn't work. I mean, it's yeah. it's it's all yeah. on her shoulders. But yeah, yeah. She's incredible in that. This show is adorable. Yeah, it's heartwarming. It can be very sad and depressing, like like Aaron and I said that. Like the scene you're talking about, it yeah, it killed me. And yet but it's so, so real. Good. And it's and it yeah. does yeah. exactly what it's meant to do. So um so yeah. So yes, a a, a show about a giant green hulking lawyer woman yeah. is very authentic yeah. and real. Oh, and Ginger Gonzaga, who plays Nikki Ramos, her her friend. I love her. I love mm-hmm. her to death. Yeah. 
Uh, well, there you go. That is She-Hulk on Disney+. Plus. Uh, Rings of Power is on Amazon Prime. And Abbott Elementary is on Hulu and HBO Max. Well, we did it, guys. We managed to do a podcast. Uh, we reflected the light down the passageway and saw the podcasting. How, that's how light works. <laughs> that is how light works. Thanks so much for joining us today on Sif Pop. It's part of the Studio DNA Podcast Network. You can find out more about other shows on the network at studiodna.media or by searching Studio DNA in your podcast player. Huge thanks to Andrew for hanging out again today. Oh, thank you, buddy. Uh, big thank you to producer Phil for producing the audio and video show. Thanks, Phil. Uh, thank you to Jonathan Watkins hey. for showing up today. Thanks for having me talking about movies jonathan where do you want to uh send people on the uh, internet i mean i i'm not on twitter as much as i used to be but i am on there it's at sam loomis 13 and then i'm also on letterboxd i think you just look up my name i need to actually do this one time because i feel like i say this every time but my letterbox link is on my twitter uh information so there you go uh but those are really i mean i'm not i don't really do anything else social media wise and then just uh you know watch cinema sins tv sins commercial sins every week if you can and uh yeah yep. I haven't there heard of go. it. Yeah. <laughs> what what is this UT you speak of? Uh, also, thank you to our Sif Pop members at patreon.com yes. slash Sif Pop. Appreciate you guys. If you want to check out all the goodness over there, that is patreon.com slash Sif Pop. Sport starts at three bucks a month. And uh, just for those few dollars, you can uh, know that you're keeping this podcast going. And thank you for doing so. Uh, lots of ways to connect with us. Feel free to leave a rating or a review or a comment at Apple Podcasts or at Spotify or wherever you listen. You can even email us, feedback at siftpop.com. And finally, if you're having a good time, your movie-loving friends will probably like the show too, so make sure you let them know about it and that listening is much easier than happily living on a diet that consists solely of warm milk. We will be back next week with Fantastic Fest coverage. Mm. Uh, we will see you then. Bye. 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 Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.